0: Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Blue Jackets fans, happy Tuesday. This is Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster bringing you all of the news, the stories, the information, the trials, the tribulations, the joys, and the agonies, keyword agonies, of the Columbus Blue Jackets, every Monday to Friday, every week. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, and uh, whether you're a first-time listener or a regular listener, I appreciate you for stopping on by. So today, I... uh, Honestly, I was going to break down last night's game, but it was, it was bad. Uh, So we're going to do that for like two minutes, and then uh, we are going to talk about some prospects. Or one prospect in particular, uh, I got Mikael Holm on to uh, talk to me about a top Swedish prospect. So today we're going to be talking about Callie O'Delius. Uh, the rest of the week is going to be uh, taken up with prospects as well. Uh, I've got another chat with Mikhail, and uh, I'm sitting down later in the week with Tony Ferrari to talk about a couple more prospects. But uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about the game. I guess uh, it was better than the last time we played Florida. Uh, the Blue Jackets lose eight to four to the Florida Panthers, uh, which honestly is progress from the 9-2 beatdown we got a couple of weeks ago, but it's still uh, still not great, you know, um, just I don't know what happened, I mean I do know what happened, the team is just not as good as the Panthers, um, I was talking to a friend about this and they were like, yeah, it, looked mu- it was much better than the last one, uh, at least they looked like they were trying for the entire game this time. So, I mean, there is that, I guess. Uh, goals for the Blue Jackets came from uh, Gus Nyquist, who has, like, I think 15 points in his last 16 games or something. So, again, he's just sneaking sneaking on up there. Uh, an assist for though, which is nice. Uh, I still don't know why we're playing him. I mean, I do. It's because we have no defenseman, But frustrating. Uh, Patrick Laine. Uh, got two more goals. So he's got four goals in his past two games. He's up to 10 on the season. And uh, Milbemström's got his second of the season, which is also really good to see. Um, The downside of this is that Mason Marchmont somehow had a six-point game. I I don't... I don't... Why? Uh, He got the... uh, Sam Reinhart got a hat-trick. Anton Lundell had, like... Five points. Uh, goal scorers for the Panthers were uh, Marchment twice, I believe. Yeah, Marchment twice. Uh, Sam Reinhart three times. Alexander Barkov got a goal. Owen Tippett got a goal and Mackenzie Wieger got a goal. But mostly I just keep looking at that Mason Marchment six-point night and just... oof. Shots on goal were a little more a little more even this time, uh forty to thirty six, uh as opposed to the like fifty one to twenty eight that was that was last time. Uh, not a great showing for Elvis, who uh got pulled after allowing seven goals on his first uh well, he made it to he made it to the end of the second period at least, which is better than the last time. Uh, seven goals on twenty-five shots, uh, seven twenty save percentage. So again, not great. Uh, I thought Clubsala was fine in relief. Uh, he made thirteen of sorry, he made fourteen of fifteen saves in the third period. Uh, allowed one goal, so he continues to uh, make his draft stock rise, I guess. Um, something else, not great. Uh, obviously, we mentioned. Texier out for four weeks, Jake Bean also now out for four weeks uh, due to a groin strain from last night's game, or not last night's game, but last game against uh, Montreal, and uh, Eric Robinson left this game, lower body injury, uh, just a nasty hit from Gudis, which I feel like every time I see him play, he's doing something dumb, so... That's not great. Uh, he was part of that line that I was talking about last, uh, yesterday, which you know is is full of energy and fun, and you know his 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 short goal against Montreal, and then you know this game happens, and he. I mean, I don't know how long he's out for. It's it's unconfirmed. He missed the uh, the rest of the game. He only played two minutes, so not great. Um super not happy about that, um, but it is what it is. I guess Emil Bemstrom will get some more playing time. Uh, I'll be interested to see who we call up from uh, from Cleveland. Uh, I personally would like it to be Liam Foodie or maybe Trey Fix-Wolanski, uh, but that's because I've been banging the Trey Fix-Wolanski drum for a while now. All season, basically, uh, I feel like we should just... Give him some, give him some love. Give him a chance. Uh, we'll see. We'll see who, who gets called up. It could be uh, Danforth. It could be Stenland. There are a bunch of options on Cleveland right now. Um, so we'll see, see how that goes. Um, but honestly, just I feel like we, we this is like the seventh or eighth game this season where I've been like, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna forget that and throw it away. And at a certain point, you can't just throw it away. It's, it's like, that's just not how, how it works, so, uh, deep, deep sigh at, at all of this, uh, like I say, progress from the last time that we played them, but still not great, uh, going into the break, obviously they don't play again until, uh, the 9th, I believe, uh, their next game is Tuesday the 8th. Against Washington, so that should be a fun game. I felt like I'm doing a lot of sighing in this in this episode, but uh, we have a whole week to not pay attention to that. So uh, I figured let's start our our draft coverage, our prospect talk. Uh, so as I said in the in the little preamble at the start of the episode, uh, I sat down with Mikhail Holm of uh he works with smart scouting he's one of the european based scouts uh, does a lot of work with uh swedish prospects so uh we are sitting down to talk a little bit about Calle odelius who is his highest ranked swedish prospect for uh, for this upcoming draft that is what is coming up next on locked on blue jackets but first i've got to tell you about bet online because bet online Is back. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff season, from scores, totals, player performance, props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022, and it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favourite sports and play your favourite games. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets. Thank you for making us your first listener of the day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and uh, I appreciate you. So despite the Blue Jackets having a pretty hot start to the season, uh, they have been trending downhill basically since game 10. uh, And it's looking more and more likely that both of our first round picks are probably going to be top 10. So I thought it's February. Let's start looking at the draft. Let's start looking at prospects. And so uh, I've got Mikhail Holm here to uh, talk to me about a couple of European prospects. So thanks for for coming to talk to me about... About teenagers, because I know <laughs> nothing,
1: <laughs> oh thanks for having me i I know some so hopefully i can I can help out a little bit
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh let's start off with uh with a Swedish prospect who is not a name I had heard a lot before, but as I understand it, he's pretty high on your your Swedish uh, draft board so uh let's talk about uh Callie Odelius
1: yeah, uh Callie is a defenseman playing for you Gordon in uh, who have a lot of talent this this draft? They have four players that could all go in the first round. Uh, Kelly is one of them, and he's a teammate with uh, uh, Noah Östlund, Jonathan Leckir, Mackey, and uh, Liam Mergin as well. And all three of them could go in the, f- or four of them could go in the first round. Um, Odelius and Uslan were on Bob's list; they were ranked a bit lower. But I know I've heard of a few teams that are higher on both of them. Uh, than what that list showed but uh, is a defenseman he's the only defenseman out of the four uh, he's an he's a offensive defenseman but he's good both ways like he he's not a I mean, just a purely offense guy he's a very very skilled defensively as well he keeps a good gap control controls the players when they're and coming towards him in transition he he's aggressive when he needs to be uh, he's not a real hitter or like a physical guy but I think the easiest way to describe him is a little, little bit more of a Sakuransky type of guy for the Blue Jackets fans. Um he's a very skilled skater. He moves moves really well all four ways. So he can like skate laterally and backwards and forwards really really well. He's not the fastest kind of guy right now, but he has I see room for him to grow and if he can grow those uh, grow those steps that I want to see him grow and then I think he could be one of the best or if not the best defenseman coming out of this draft so there's some potential value with him
0: Yeah, you. Uh, that was you know, my next question actually was who is his kind of, does he have like an NHL comparable um, it's really interesting that you say Zach Kurensky because obviously we have the original Zach Kurensky and then a lot of people I've talked to have uh, Kulimans, who we drafted in the first round this year as a kind of a Zach esque Player, And we also have Dean Kukan, who I have also kind of seen as a, a Zacharensky-esque player. So it does make me happy to think that we might just end up with an entire defense core of uh, Rovers, because I, I love I mean, it when I, defensemen yeah. are offensive. I would say
1: he's closest to Zachary. I, I don't know if I would compare him to Zacharensky in in an shell type of, if you're looking at, at a larger picture. But for Columbus fans, I think Rensky is a kind of a... Kind of a good good person to uh, to make a comparison to because he's more skilled offensively than than defensively, but uh, he's not bad defensively at all. And I don't think Sakrinski is bad defensively at all, even though he's a more offensive type of guy.
0: Yeah, for sure. Do you uh, see him as like a, a top line guy then, or is he like is that where you're kind of projecting him to be a, a one or two defenseman on on a team?
1: I see he could. I think he could reach a two. Uh, I think this draft is kind of poor uh, for a while, and that's something we can just discuss maybe a little bit further down. But I think this top 10 is very hard to put down for me because I have like seven guys I like in the top 10, and then there's a bunch of guys that I could pick between 12 and 29, basically. So uh, there's a, it's a hard time for me to put down a top 10 in this draft, and I think Kelly is uh, is a guy I want to bet on because I think his upside is huge but I don't think he ever will be a number 1 defenseman. I think that's too hard for him but I think he could definitely be a number 2. And uh, if not that he could lead his own like he could be a 3 and lead, lead be a first uh, uh, first power play line quarterback basically. So um, I think I think his upside is very very high but I don't think it's a it's a number 1 type of defenseman uh, those you rare, rarely find unless you pick first or second overall, I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. So do you see him going in the, the top 10, top 15? Like, where where would you put him kind of in? Because obviously it's, he's pretty high in terms of Swedish prospect, but where would you kind of put him in uh, regards to everyone else? Because, like, just looking at the the different rankings, he's kind of anywhere from 10th to 51 on on the, the list of rankings that I've kind of uh, looked at. Yeah,
1: he's a. I'm not sure he's a divisive prospect because I think all people like him, but they don't know where to place him really. Um, I think I have him in the 10 to 15 range, and that's because I believe how good he can be. But I, I, I would, or no, I would pick him in the 10 to 15 range if I had the chance. But I think you could also just wait and take him. He might even be there in the early second round. So uh, Columbus still has their second round pick, I assume.
0: I believe so.
1: So they could basically take two two top ten players and then wait for Cali until the second round and take him there. It's and have a pretty stacked draft. But, yeah, uh, with having, I think, having... He, I think he might shoot up some boards during the during
0: the uh, spring. The, the second half of the season i was gonna say obviously it's still pretty early in the in the season to be thinking about like this guy's i think mean, the the first overall is kind of pretty pretty locked in at this point i think shane wright's got obviously going first on no matter who wins the who wins the draft lottery but uh i feel like it's still kind of up in the air for basically every other yeah. position uh in the in the draft um in a minute I've got the end of my conversation about Calais O'Delius with Mikhail Holm, but first I want to tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's basically impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stop all the parts you need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the brand that their warehouse happens to carry, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com. They are a family business. They've been serving DIYs for over 20 years and their prices are reliably low for every customer. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100% more for the same parts for a chain store or car dealership when rockauto.com has everything you could need. They've got brake parts, they've got tail lamps, they've got motor oil, even things like new carpet. If you could put it on or in your car or truck, rockauto.com probably sells it. So, go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and make sure you're right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing collection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Let's talk a little bit more about kind of the the season that he's having, because it seems like he's having a a pretty good one. Obviously, you know, your garden is a a team that's got a lot of of good young players uh but he's he's the only defenseman is he you know do you think he's he's a real difference maker on the team uh is he someone that is you know going to take a step forward in the next half of the season or even you know the the season after that because i assume that he probably won't make the jump to the nhl immediately after being drafted
1: no, I don't believe he'll make the NHL immediately unless he has an insane summer. And we've seen those those type of summers from players uh, before. But I think he'll he'll continue to play a very uh, important role as the number one defenseman on the U Gordon J twenty team. And that J twenty team is the best team right now in Sweden uh, among the the junior teams, and they lead the series, they lead the league, and they. Yeah, they continue to just impress, and his his uh, play during the first half was a little bit better than he's played the last couple of weeks or the last month, maybe, but I think his, uh, his overall play will come back. You always go up through ups and downs as a hockey player during the season, and I think uh, he'll have a very strong... Very, very strong second half of the season i think he'll shine at the under 18s as well in in may i think it is in germany and i think he'll have a very strong tournament there and we'll, that's where i think there are a lot of uh, discussion around him will will start to intend bloom um, start to go up there's going to be more discussion around around Odelius and his uh, and his skills and i think that's where when he's going to move up into to at least the first round i, I think um, some some team might take him top 20 as well
0: i feel like swedish prospects always seem to go lower than than they should if that makes sense i feel like i don't know if that's confirmation bias obviously eklund dropping all the way to 7th and then um Wallstead dropping to what 20th ish i think he yeah. was so it wouldn't surprise me to see if adelius kind of drops the the rankings a little bit and i don't know if that is because yeah. of lack of being able to scout in europe because of because of covid or what but yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see kind of where where adelius ends up because i since you know we have we talked about recording uh yesterday I think and I, I looked and looked him up and watched a couple of I found a couple of, of clips of his play and yeah he looks like he's kind of in that that stage of his development where he looks a little bit like a like a baby giraffe where he's still kind of growing into himself but uh it'll it'll be interesting to see kind of how he develops as he kind of gets a little bit older and finishes kind of growing into growing into his uh into his limbs basically <laughs> yeah
1: yeah no definitely there's there's some um polishing to do with him of course as there are where a lot of those prospects when they're 17 years old they're not fully grown and they have a lot of weight to put on still and so yeah there's definitely uh, work needs to be done with him i just think his uh, raw uh, potential with his skating and with his puck skills and his passing skills are are very interesting and that's where you where you got to make the assessment as a scout where, where you want to take a guy because Sometimes you just look at a, at a guy and see a very finished product, and uh, that's very interesting because they're very good and they can step up into the NHL immediately. But will they be as good as these unfinished guys that are having huge potential, which you can develop into a very good player? So that's the that's the big question for us scouts to figure out: like where where do we draw the line between upside and uh, and stability, basically
0: yeah i always think it's, it's tough to look between okay do you want this prospect who is basically as as advertised or do you take a risk on someone who is a little bit less developed but could have a have a higher ceiling and i think i would probably always go with the the potential higher ceiling you know high risk high reward is is kind yeah. of how how i look at it um but yeah, I'm going to gonna have to keep an eye on on Odelius. If he does indeed go in the kind of the 10 to 15 range, I don't know if the Blue Jackets will pick there. Depends on how the second half of their season goes. Um, but we have like the, the ideal for, for Columbus would be to win the draft lottery and then for Col- uh, for Chicago to pick third because we have Chicago's first round pick, which is one and two protected. So we could ostensibly have the first and third overall picks in the draft. Uh, but again, you know the, the the Blue Jackets tend to do this thing where the last kind of two months of a season they go on a hot streak and ruin their draft position for uh, for themselves. So it wouldn't surprise me if if they do that and we do end up picking in this kind of ten to fifteen range. And it would be it would be interesting to see if they if they end up picking up Adelius, the um, Yamaka the reason... draft Europeans. So yeah, that
1: was the reason Tordorella kept his job for so long, right? Just like the hot streak at the end of the season, making it into the playoffs.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And then they just didn't happen last season. So,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and he, uh, he was, well, he wasn't shown the door. I think it was a mutual, a mutual leaving. But, uh, yeah. I don't know, I've, t- I've talked so much about John Tortorella over the past like six months, <laughs> way more than I ever did when he was actually part of the team. So, uh, and that's all I've got for you today. Uh, like I say, tomorrow we will be talking about a different prospect with Mikhail Holm. We're going to be talking about Yuri Slavkovsky, uh, who is a big Slovakian winger. And uh, he's uh, he's a really exciting prospect. So uh, I'm excited to, uh, to get into that with Mikhail. So that is what's coming up tomorrow on Locked On Blue Jackets. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at LO underscore bluejackets, and wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.